In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Reyes Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hello, listeners. Be advised that this show is an immersive audio experience. It may seem like sounds are coming from the sides or behind you. Listener discretion is advised, as this content is intended for adult audiences only. Q-Code presents A Burned Photo, created by Nicole Esposito. Joe did what now? Took a knife and sliced my wrist right open. Then he dipped his finger in the blood and, and got to writing some shapes and things on his face. Then, then went on and, and did the same thing to me. He cut your wrists? Mm-hmm. And, and, and then after he did the scrawling on my face, he made me dip my blood onto those, those balls of light he brung back with him. As Soon as my blood was on them, they started growing bigger and fatter until they exploded into this bright white light. Blind to me for a few seconds. Uh, I, I saw an explosion of light outside. Yeah, and then the strangest part of it all, oh, out of nowhere, I started chanting. Didn't have no control over it. You know what was odd, Al? No, what's that? It felt good. Chanting those funny words felt like a warm blanket around me. And then, boom, it was all over. So what are the balls of light? Did he tell you? No. Joe didn't say a word. And then, and then the ceremony was ended and the balls of light were gone. They're not gone. They're in the ether. Yours will return to you whenever you call for it, Cash. Joe, what was that? Hmm? I thought you said we weren't doing voodoo here. It's not voodoo. It's Yashino. It's what? Yashino. Those orbs of light are Yashino eggs. They are incredibly rare. And I just happened across them on my expedition. And what's inside? Boundless potential. I don't follow. And you're talking in riddles. <sighs> Yashino live without limitation. And when we bind to Yashino, we can control that limitless movement. And now, after the ceremony, your Yashino is bound to you, Cash. What do I do with it? Whatever you desire. It's at your service, when you need it. You can summon it by repeating the blood ritual we just performed. Only you know the summoning ritual of your Yoshino. You can fertilize a barren field or poison an oppressive ruler, if that's what you ask of it. But remember, it is bound to you, and only you for the rest of your days. Or until it has fulfilled your demands. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to summon it right now to whip me up some pork chops and gravy. I'm mighty hungry after that ceremony. <laughs> I highly suggest considering something more meaningful than pork chops. Yashina will only accept blood offerings thrice. The ceremony binding, the ceremony you just completed, is the first offering. On your second offering, Yoyoshino will grant you whatever you desire. But the third time, and let me keep this simple. Do not, under any circumstances, offer the Yoshino your blood a third time. This all sounds like a bunch of mumbo jumbo to me. <sighs> but I failed, Alfonso. I was no mumbo jumbo. I was real, unbridled. <laughs> I've got to be honest, Mr. Alphonse. I'm with you. All of this stuff about the Yoshino eggs and the three wishes sounds like a child's fairy tale story. Yeah, well, it didn't take long for me to change my tune. I was wrong. Very wrong. Young man, if you ain't gonna take this seriously, I think it's best we stop. I don't know what you intend to do with my stories, but... They're not to be taken I'm, lightly. I'm sorry about that, Mr. Alphonse. I didn't intend any disrespect. Um, um, so, Mr. Alphonse, um, once you discovered the powerful ability of the Yoshino, did you find yourself desiring one? Hmm. Well, there, there were definitely some moments where I, I thought about it, that's for sure. Wasn't long after the blood offering, Susie and I got hitched and I moved her into my old rickety house. That same spring, my vegetable garden went banned. A fox ate up all my chickens. A brand new baby had the colic and pneumonia bad. And we had a leak in the roof that poured in buckets the whole rainy season. <laughs> I don't think Noah saw that much rain. I thought more than once about asking Joe for a Yoshino of my own. Why didn't you? Seems like it could have saved you quite a bit of hardship. Cuz, ain't nothing in life free. Somewhere down the road, you gotta pay the toll. Once Cash was bound to his Yoshino, I expected every day would be the day he never showed up for work again. I thought he would have done that second blood offering and asked for a mansion in a free state or on a beautiful island. Yeah, hey Alphonse. Sorry I'm running a little behind today. Hester had me running up and down the orchard looking for ripe green apples. You know how hard it is to figure out if a green apple is ripe? When she was carrying Jacob, she couldn't get enough of mashed sweet potatoes. This baby is applesauce. But every day he was expected, he faithfully showed up. Ah, it's all right, Cash. <sighs> Pruning back the llama vegans today. Grab some gloves. How's that child holding up you brought here? Well, sissy, she's still doing just fine. You never would know she was so close to her deathbed. I reckon if any symptoms came back, you could cure her yourself with your Yashino. The strange thing is, I can't remember a word of the chant to summon you. Honestly, 
I don't know how I feel about commanding something so powerful. It'll come to you. Oh. Jeremy, you scared the devil out of me. The chant was burned into your subconscious, Cash. As soon as you offer your blood again, you will recall every word. I see. Where you coming from, Joe? Ain't seen you all morning. Bouncing around, traveling, seeking. I'm off again. Make sure you leave at least two nodules on those lamby vacant when you prune. Bouncing around. Can you imagine? I'm glad to have my freedom, but Joe got a kind of freedom that most white men don't even have. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to me and my family's own regular freedom. Don't need nothing fancy like moving through worlds and such. Hmm. That's odd. What? It's quiet. Joe? That was a quick little trip. Joe? That you? Shit. That ain't Joe. Plants. How the devil did they find this place? Uh, get the ladder. I get the pink spirals down. Hide them someplace safe. Hurry. I'll keep them back. I counted ten of them. Uru Tom, Winston Gray, Bill Connor, and a few other French Creole men I recognized from town. They was on mules and armed with a hodgepodge of weapons. I looked across that mob and I saw the same executioner's grin on each and every one of their faces. And then, there he was, greasy as ever making his way to the front. Is your detachment, Polywall? Sure enough is, Chevret. And we just came for a little veillet. Bunch of tar babies making magic. And money out here in the woods. Oh, I, I assure you, Polywog, we have no money in this cigar. Yeah, your money at the apothecary. But your apothecary is sourced with whatever it is you're doing out here. It's just a simple garden. I never heard of slave men stealing off in the middle of the night to tend to a simple garden. Never mind buying their freedom from it. What's the problem, Polywar? Hmm. I do need to be getting on. The problem is we don't like you. Shouldn't no black man have a house and land while I'm still selling catfish. But the biggest problem is we hate your boss, Dr. Joe Key, because we know he is the mastermind of this disorder. So me and the fellas just came out this way to put back right the social order. Let's say les bontons Grab a bucket. Save what you can. Throw the trimmings in the buckets. What, what, what you fix to do with that shotgun? Hold him back. See there? A man would only risk his life to run into a burning building for something of high value. Pass over the contents of those dead buckets, you hear? Stand back, Pollywog. You too, Bill. Back, I said. Won't nobody in this town miss a single one of you if I pull this you trigger. You seem to have made an error in your math. You are greatly outnumbered. Stand back. See, the difference between you and me is, I don't do warning shots. 
All right, grab those buckets, boys. I'm going to give you ten seconds to get on those asses and get your mutt tails out of here. Prize piece himself. A little on you, fellas. Tom, grab him. Come on, Pollywog. We done what we came here to do. Alone. I count by tens. Ten. I appreciate the effort, Cash. But without my artificial atmosphere, they'll wither away and die by morning. Don't move, Al. Just be still. What happened? My chest is mighty sore like... Oh. Polybog shot you. One of his boys cracked me right over the head. Lucky for both of us, Joe ran him off, and he fixed us up with them pippling skin. I told you the pipplings had their uses. <sighs> this your office, Joe? It was a bewildering space. The walls was covered with pinned-up parchment with odd shapes and lines crawled on every piece. Diagrams of machinery unlike I had ever seen in Natchez. Vials in every color you could imagine lined up on the shelves. And on a little table, one of those pink spirals from the greenhouse that Cash had grabbed. I'd never seen it so close. There was something sort of dark-like rattling around inside it. They burnt it up, out. God name nothing there but a pile of ashes. We'll bring it back. How, Joe? That took us years to grow. What, what, what are you working on, Joe? Revenge. All that me and Cash could do was sit back and watch. I ain't never seen Joe work the way like he did that day. He was fixed on his work. Uh, possessed like... He cooked up some mud-brown stew, and when it was done, he poured it over the top of one of those precious pink spirals. Then, that spiral melted like butter in a hot pan, and nothing was left but that dark thing that had been rattling around inside. He looked like the size of a young uh, uh, rabbit, and, and wasn't nothing but a pile of thick black smoke. Joe held out his hand to it, and somehow, that smoky shadow reached back out to him. What on earth is that, Joe? Quickalup shadow. The spiral that came out of is a quickalup. And don't either of you mess with it. It's incredibly dangerous in untrained hands. What'd it do? It's gonna leave Pollywog Chevalier and his cronies nothing more than a puddle of regret. After another, each of those ten men who ambushed us at the greenhouse 
descended into madness. First was the events with Voodoo Tom at the Soggy Boot Saloon. What was that about there, man? Huh? What was that about there? Uh, what are you talking about, Tom? Last night, you were sneaking around my place looking to pilfer. Uh, you lost it, Tom. I was right here last night. Ask Landry. You were playing piano here last night, too. Landry. Say, Landry. Wasn't I here last night? Yes, sir. Sitting right there on that same chair. Playing Bull Ray with Maynard and them till the wee hours. I told you, Tom. I saw him outside my window. I did. I saw him. Those folks in the bar wrestled that gun out of Voodoo Tom's hands. All tied him until the constable came to take him to jail. They found him the next morning, hanging from the rafters by his bed sheet. Winston Gray dumped a hearty helping of arsenic into the sacrament wine down to St. Anthony's. Priest offered communion, and almost all the parishioners died right there on the spot. While the priest looked on in horror, trying to figure out what was going on, Winston climbed up on the altar and shot himself dead. Bill Connor locked his wife and children in the bedroom and set fire to his row house. He sat in the parlor, just a rocking and a rocking in that old rocking chair. Caught the whole neighborhood on fire and stayed a rocking, breathing in all that smoke until that room went quiet and then his heart stopped. One by one, each of the men took their own life before the month was up. Only one was left alive, Pollywog Chevalier. Go away, Joaquim. Unlike the other man, Pollywog's demise was slow. Folks started calling him Kuyang. That's how them Cajun folks say crazy person. One day he came down to the market. Right about where he was when he was trying to scam Joe into buying that old catfish years before. He took off all his clothes. Feel you in there. And stood there stark naked and raving. Come on out now. And took a fork straight to his eyes. Another time, T. John found him down the bayou, all tied up in rope and vines, surrounded by snapping turtles who was going to town on him. They cut him loose and saved him. But not before those turtles made a meal or sever his toes. All right then, Chucky. <laughs> That's the way you want it? You won't come out. I'll take you out myself. <laughs> Lil Marie found Polly Wog in that coop next morning when she came to collect the eggs. He was laying there, dead as a doornail. Tin snips stuck deep down his throat, and all the chickens roosting on top of him without a care in the world. 
In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Rhea Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Oh, and Dr. Joachim was behind all that death. That must have disturbed you. Hmm. Bothered Cash more than it bothered me. I was more worried for Joe's safety if the town folk got to thinking he was somehow behind it and came looking for him. But I didn't have to worry much because there was no sight of Joe for months. So when did you actually see him again? Well, out the blue. He stopped by my and Susie's house one night, and with him was old Ben Jackson. You take milk, Dr. Joaquin? Mr. Ben? Oh, no, thank you, dear. Well, it sure is a pleasure finally meeting you, Joe. Y'all let me know if I can bring you anything else. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> uh, you, you all right there, Mr. Ben? I'm fine, son. Just old. Where you been, Joe? I thought it wise to lay low for a while. I had an extended stay in another world as things played out with Pollywog and his posse here. Uh, you sure you want to speak of that in mixed company? (coughs) Old Ben won't do us no harm. How's the apothecary holding up? We still open for business? Uh. Supplies is running real low. All the most popular items been sold out for weeks, and without the garden, we ain't been able to restock. Cash ain't been coming in regular no more either. He's been acting funny. But since we ain't got no more harvest to break down, I've been able to manage on my own. Well, soon enough we'll be stocked up again. How's that? Huh? All the seeds is gone. I just need your greenhouse. <coughs> Old Ben and I will take care of the rest. Oh, I ain't nothing but weeds and thistles growing in there. And uh, no ill will intended, but Mr. Ben looks about as brittle as some of those thistles. I go away for a few months and you learn to doubt me? Show me the greenhouse. Ben, lay here. What you finna do now, Joe? Joe? What do you meanin' to do with that knife? Ain't no killing happening on my property. Ben has offered himself. No, Joe. You done gone too far with this now. Step aside, young man. This is mercy. 
Dr. Joachim did me a kindness once and took my ailments away. He gave me the gift of being able to see my grandchildren, three greats over. But now I ache and I'm, I'm ready to go. And if I can help Dr. Joachim, I'm happy to do so. And then, Joe sharpened that knife and took it high above his head and plunged it straight into old Ben Jackson's neck. Oh, my mama's grave. I've never seen so much blood. The chance settled over me like warm water. I felt a strange calm like I'd never felt before. Dr. Joaquin was standing there still as a lamppost, back arched with his eyes rolled in the back of his head. There was a flash of light, and then that light molded itself into the shape of a man and laid itself down next to Ben Jackson. Old Ben's body sort of sucked it up. For a second, that dying man glowed. Joe, you all right? Fine. Slow now, Ben. Zombie! Zombie! Quiet yourself, Al. He's not a zombie. He's my Yashino. Old Ben volunteered his body because Yashino doesn't have a body of its own. Melding with a willing body is the only way the summoning will work. What, what's this Yashino gonna do? Bring my garden back. Make us rich. So, so Ben Jacks, uh, I mean the Yashino, is gonna live here in the greenhouse? For how long? I gotta take care of it? It will stay until it fulfills the blood contract to restore my garden. And he won't need much care. A Yashino feeds. Special. If he comes around, give him what he asks for. Ugh. Incredible. So the Ashina wore Ben Jackson's body like a... a uniform. Hmm. Sure. Old Ben looked just the same, except for that gash in his neck. It gaped open like a fish mouth. Gave me a fright a time or two. That sounds terrifying. Did he ever ask for anything like Dr. Joachim said? Only once. But it was a big ask. Papa, someone's knocking at the door. Ben, Ben, what are you doing up here at the house? Somebody might see you. What do you need? A child. Bring me the child. Papa, who is it? Lizzie, Lizzie, stay right where you are, baby girl, and don't come by this door. I mean it now. Bring me the child. I don't care if you are dead. I will kill you again if you touch her. I don't intend to hurt her. Her presence is all I require. Why? What for? Because she is a small growing thing. Just like me. It was then I remembered that even though I was looking at old Ben, it was Joe's Yoshino that was talking to me. Bring me the child. 
It won't take long. Papa, squeezing my hand too tight. You're hurting me. I'm, I'm sorry, baby. Don't, don't you let go of my hand under no circumstances. Huh? You understand? All this time, Ben been out here and it sure don't look like much. Come on in, baby. It's all right. Soon as my Lizzie stepped over the threshold, that old basic guard transformed right before our eyes. Oh, Lizzie, Lizzie, grab my hand, grab my hand. Hey, and she know when Ben had sold it. Are you all right? But Lizzie gave it the last thing it needed. I'm fine, Papa. I'm giving. What Joe called levity. It's all back. What is this, Papa? It's magic? I'm magic? <laughs> you sure are, baby. <laughs> you sure are. <laughs> Dr. Jokey's garden stood exactly as it had the night I first set eyes on it. The only thing missing was the purple atmosphere. But we didn't need it no more. These plants had been created to thrive in this world. They finally came, and Cash never showed up to work at the apothecary again. I didn't realize that they had come until a full month or so had passed without me laying eyes on them. And then one day... Cash! Oh. <laughs> you look well. How are uh, you? I'm doing just fine. The garden is back, Cash. How? Joe summoned his Yoshino, used old Ben Jackson's body. Y'all, y'all the ones that killed old Ben? They found his body tossed in the street like a dirty rug. Oh, no, nah, it's not quite as it sounds. Cash, the, the, the Yoshino needs a body, but it must be given willingly. And Ben did. Where you been? We're about to start harvest again. Uh, uh I'm, I'm, I'm not coming back. Oh. It, it, don't, it don't sit right in my soul what Joe's doing to people. And the Yoshino feels like a gateway to evil. No, no, I assure you, it's not. You should see the garden it built. You sure change your tune? Oh, really, Cash? You can make a good fortune and give yourself a head start for when you're finally free. Not this way. I can't live with the blood on my hands. Goodbye, Al. I wish you the best. I'll pray for you. It was the last time I'd ever see Cash. With Dr. Joe King's greenhouse now growing in my backyard, I couldn't hide the nature of my employment from Susie anymore. And without Cash, I, I really needed the extra set of hands. She didn't take the same joy in it as me and Cash, though. Alphonse, what you want me to do with these dirty scallywags over here? Well, they need to be fed, and then we gotta aerate the soil, preparing the chickens now. <clears throat> Disgusting. Mm. What's the purpose of those hanging pink spirals? They're the only thing that Dr. Joe seems to have any interest in uh, when he stops by. They're called quickalups, but I can't discuss it. Joe's orders. Men shouldn't keep secrets from their wives. Uh, let's just say there used to be three, then a bunch of French Cajuns around town found themselves in a world of trouble, and now there are only two. Some secrets are for your own good, dear. Mwah. 
He's real funny with those things. Comes and injects them with that black liquid, and then he's off again. It's about all the work he does around here. <sighs> what you getting at, Susan? Something is going on with that man, Alphonse. He stinks like a saloon when he shows up, and we do all the work. Joe is a good man. And if we bide our time, we will make a good fortune off this garden. My cousin Sally wrote again, said there are plenty of jobs for Negroes up north. Lots of opportunity. Oh, we've got opportunity (sighs) right here. Let's feed the scallywags. (sighs) Here, you little ugly rascals. Eat your dinner and mind my fingers. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Truth be told, Susie was right. Something was different about Joe. Ever since the night of his second blood offering, he was in a bad way. Skinny as a rail, the color of a wax bean with dark circles the size of saucers under his eyes. And he always seemed to have a bottle nearby. The next day, as I set up at the pharmacy, I found out why. Joe! Joe, are you all right? Touch me a little neck from under the stand there. I saw my Yashino, Al. Ben's ghost? No, you imbecile. I told you Ben was no more than a body. My Yashino has thick tree trunks for legs and a face made of hat and spurt blossoms. He's been appearing to me in my dreams, and since I summoned him and last night, he, he, he spoke. But Joe, what, what did he say? He wants to come back. He wants me to offer my blood a third time. He craves the soil. He wants to keep cultivating it forever. Now, Joe, Joe, I, I thought you you warned Cash against summoning a Yashino a third time. I, can't you just ignore it? I wish it were that simple. Give me another shot. Joe, are you sure that this is... Give me the goddamn shot! I once heard of a sorcerer from my world who had a Yoshino that demanded a third summoning. It hounded him and haunted him until he took his last breath. I fear I will suffer the same fate. No, no, Joe, there's got to be something we can do. That's just it. I've been exploring and experimenting, and no, Al, I don't think there is. Joe, I got a question. Pour me another before you ask. What's that black stuff you inject into the quickalops? Blood. My own blood. Darkened with a spell. 
fetch me a ladder. Joe, what are you doing now? Shut up! Just sit down and have a cool drink of water. I'll get it myself. Move. These quicker loves are so beautiful. The most beautiful thing I've cultivated. They're the only thing that gives me any peace. At first, I thought Joe suffered the same affliction as most folks in Natchez, the drink. But truth was, Joe was going mad. Oh, this thing's about to overheat. Okay, um... You need to stop or... No, no, sir. I'll take notes by hand until the machine cools down. Keep going, please. Sometimes me and Susie made deliveries. On this particular day, we were dropping off some dried prattle flour down to the Chamberlain house. They was having a big family portrait painted. Had one done every few years or so. That's a rich folk thing. How are looking there? Everyone sitting still as a statue except that Samuel Chamberlain. He's fidgeting about on the painter's last good nerve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if he can't get his hands on the kitten to pull out his whiskers, he don't know what to do with himself. <laughs> the maid did whisper something a little troubling to me on the way out, though. Mm. And what's that? She told me be careful of my affiliations. She heard the Chamberlains and their dinner guests talking about Joe last night, saying he's causing trouble for white folks and they need to do something about him. What kind of trouble? Said he broke the ginnery owner's nose down at the saloon the other night. They got to arguing about something and Dr. Joe nearly smashed his nose clean off his face. Said he was ranting, saying that wasn't the end of it. Ah, uh, Susie, Susie, you know it's hard to decipher the truth from fable in this town. None of that sound like Joe. He's a low type. We need to distance ourselves, Al. I know Dr. Joe ain't quite like us, but he's still got colored man's skin. And more importantly, he is tied to us. Everything I have is because of Joe. Now my freedom, my livelihood, you and Lizzie, everything. Free men that agitate, even if it's just rumor, wind up missing. Dr. Joe can hop to another world and save himself. Where are we supposed to go? I won't do it, Susie. All right? I can't just abandon him when he needs me most. But the whispering didn't stop. For any Negro I came in contact with, there was more warnings and more stories. Worse stories. Did you hear about what happened down at the beauty shop? Oh, Lord. That Mirabelle done put lie on all her customers' heads, took every lick of hair off, and burned their scalp right down to the white meat. <laughs> Miss Clara walking around uglier than ever. You heard about them horses down at the Thompson Plantation? He had about 50 of them so men down there riding, and each one of them horses turned over and fell on them. Hospital don't have enough equipment to treat the broken backs. Did you hear the jittery owner jumped in front of a train the other day? He lost his arm and broke every bone in his body. He's living at the sanitarium now. Everyone, Everyone says it's, it's Dr. Dr. Joaquin behind it. I headed straight to the greenhouse and looked up. There was only one quicker up left hanging from those rafters swinging to and fro like a clock's pendulum. 
my body turned to ice. Joe, Joe, what have you done? Hmm? The whole town's going crazy. It's the missing quickie Labina. It was a mistake. A, mis a mistake, Joe. These white folks are on their way to string you up. My Asino has been hounding me, screaming, demanding my blood. I haven't slept in ages. And when the Jennery owner started in on me on that saloon, I, I simply couldn't. I had been so irritable, so, so angry. I went to the garden looking to calm myself with that stash bottle, and I looked up and over my head. There they were. Beautiful, glowing, and practically begging. Joe, what actually happens if you offer a Yoshino blood for a third time? It can't really be worse than this. It gets its own body. And that body is infinitely powerful. Like a god. And whatever is commanded to do during the second offering, it keeps doing forever. But your Yoshino made a garden. What's so wrong with having a Yoshino that keeps growing plants? It will take over. Those plants will soon consume everything in their path, stamping out all other life, including you and I. You need to leave town. Mm -hmm. If there was ever a time the world hop, it's now. I'm tired, Al. You should back up your family and leave right away. Oh, Joe. Joe, I, I can't leave. I'm a grown man. I can fend for myself. Go take care of your girls. What of the garden? They're burning down to the ground. It's all right. It never belonged here in this world. Go! Go, I said. Out the back way, run! him senseless, then shot him in the head, then dragged his body around the town square and hung it from a lamppost. They burned the apothecary shop, his house, my house, and the greenhouse all to the ground. And that's it. That's how the mighty Dr. Joachim's legacy ended. There's no rule that every epic man gets an epic ending. here. Speakerphone finally cools down as soon as we finish up. Uh, isn't that the way? Oh. You don't want to hear the rest? <laughs> the rest? But Dr. Joachim is dead. What more is there? Joe died, but the story's not over. This is where it starts getting interesting. The burn photo stars in order of appearance. Brandon Michael Hall as Alphonse. Curtis Cook as Cash. Chris J. Alex as Dr. Joaquin. Peyton Krim as Arthur Gurdon. Daryl Brown as Elderly Alphonse. Tyler Seipel as Pollywog. 
Sarah Jean Francois as Susie. Additional performances by Carson Kern, Timothy Cole, Keith Barber, Jesse Bork, Mary McCleary, Callie Michelle, Ahmad Dugas, Taylor Polidor, Kenesha Thompson. Created by Nicole Esposito. Written by Nicole Esposito and Quinn Perry. Directed by Quinn Perry and Jeremy Novick. Executive produced by Roy Lee, Angus McClune, Rob Herding, David Henning, Sandra Yi Ling, Michelle Zarati, Charmaine Bingwa, and Nicole Esposito. Co-executive producer, Quinn Perry. Produced by Shinyin Hiyu. Original score and composition by Darren Johnson. Music editor, Ryan Kessley. Assistant music editor, David Tatashore. Audio engineering by Ryan Walsh and Neely Oftering. Edited by Neely Oftering. Additional editor, Beatrice Neronia. Sound design by The Audio Hive, Jose Varon and Jeffrey Kanick. Mixed by Lance Lampagina. Supervising mixer, Ben Milchev. Casting directors, Chelsea Block, Marisol Rancali, and Mayank Batter at Atomic Honey. Casting director for guest roles, Andrea Bunker. Assistant director, Kelsey Adams. Script supervisor, Sam Beasley. Set teacher, Celeste Armstrong. Assistant engineering by Beatrice Neronia. Production coordinator, Brandon Weissner, Bailey Grayson, and Tom Breck. Production assistant, Nathan Yan, Alexander Bashidi, and Ben Swimmer. Post coordinator, Rachel Yanover. Production legal, Christina Bulbrook and Lindsay Keel. Production accounting, Hin Chun Lu. Special thanks to Ashton Harold. This podcast was recorded under a SAG AFRA collective bargaining agreement. The Burn Photo is a Vertigo Entertainment and Q Code production. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Get ready for Tangents with Tyler and Todd, a brand new podcast that will be the newest addition to your weekly routine. Hi, I'm Tyler. And I'm Todd, and we're your hosts, ready to dive in headfirst as we explore life's biggest questions. We were kind of caught up in other people's goals of what's normal. And not for a moment did we let up the gas enough to think, what do we want? While giving ourselves permission to go completely off the rails. I don't think that dildo is, you can make it an adjective. 
dildoine? Yeah. Did I do that or did they? It's giving comedy show with a sprinkle of soul searching on top. Premiering October 18th, Tangents with Tyler and Todd is your new go-to podcast that will make you laugh, cry, and question everything. With new episodes every Wednesday, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow with us every week. Tangents is coming and you won't want to miss this. Mark your calendars for October 18th and subscribe to Tangents with Tyler and Todd wherever you listen to your podcasts.